1: How was your weekend? It's all right, you know. There's nothing earth shattering. He was an ordinary guy.
0: <laughs> morning, everyone. Good morning.
1: Looking for an extraordinary love. I'm Peter Love.
2: Rachel. I
1: brought this girl up to my place the other night. It started with a kiss. Really hot. A very special kiss. You wanted her very badly. Yeah. A kiss that could drive you mad. I hate interrupted love affairs, don't you? Yep, 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 yep. It's affecting his work. There you are! It's a horrible, horrible job. And you have to do it. It's ruining his appetite my next appointment with you is uh tuesday afternoon i'd like to make it sooner it's spoiling his sleep ah, sooner and don't think people haven't noticed
0: am i getting through to you Over. he is so eccentric my my
1: for peter Lowe, Oh, sooner. that's just love 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 in the big city yeah don't laugh i'm a professional i don't laugh i'm a vampire i'm a vampire i'm a vampire (laughs) nicholas cage the tortures of the (laughs) death maria conchita alonso shoot do it or i'll fire you do you understand (laughs) not the floor alba and jennifer beals
2: you are so pathetic
1: (laughs) Vampire's kiss. Strange stuff. I'll never do that again. Jeez.
0: Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We are part of the Main Damie Network. And to find more from us, check out the website at themaindamie.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at themaindamie. We are also now a proud member of Geek 5's Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. And with me, as always, it's Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen.
3: Yo, what's up, everybody? A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z. I never misfile any. Not once. <laughs> Not
4: once. I, you know what? I kind of, I wanted to, when I was watching this movie, I kind of thought I could see Mark being this type of guy at the office. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: and now it's all been but confirmed. Yeah. yeah, and by the um, way,
3: it is completely nerve wracking to say the alphabet out loud on a podcast. <laughs> We've only been <laughs>
0: saying it for 34 years, right?
3: Especially, <laughs> I, maybe it's a little things from Stranger Damis. Maybe it's knowing to have you two guys staring back at me, in any tiny mistake
4: <laughs> <laughs> You'll on. be grilled. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So welcome back to They Call This Movie. Uh, this is uh, once again we are we are under quarantine as we. Uh, join the rest of the world. So before we get into the movie this week, uh, we kind of wanted to take a moment, a few minutes um, to talk to each other about what we're watching besides the movies we're watching for this podcast. So uh, Dan, what what's getting you through these long days with uh, very little to do and very nowhere to go?
4: I, uh, I've been watching uh, a couple of real stinkers, man, outside of these movies. Uh, okay. So I can't seem to buck the trend here. Uh, I watched the... New uh, other Child's Play remake with uh, Aubrey Plaza and uh, Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky. And last night I had the choice to watch Good Boys or Dark Phoenix. And Mm -hmm. I decided to watch Dark Phoenix.
3: You chose correctly. No, No.
4: I definitely did. (laughs) That one was just out of kind of I wanted to see how bad it was. And I was definitely not disappointed in how bad it was. It's oh, it's such a mess that movie. They just they can't they can't get it right. And I'm I'm convinced that Sophie Turner has no future outside of Game of Thrones. Okay. That I mean she's she was very very wooden. But that's got, uh that's what Quibi I've been show. watching. What's that?
3: You got that Quibby show or whatever. Well, that's yeah, when they
4: sure. limit you to 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Oh, that's good then. <laughs> I feel like that's the most <laughs> I could take of her. Uh what about you Mark? What have you been watching?
3: Um I haven't been watching much outside of the movies for this. Um, the only piece of uh, cinematic art piece that I've watched uh, that's not been a video game is the Boneyard match. So that tells you what I've been doing. Uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing like uh, a 40-year-old man and a 50-year-old man fighting in a graveyard. Um, <laughs> is is he really know. that old? The, oh, yeah, the untaker's in his 50s. Yeah, I thought he'd be older.
4: 60. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he'd be older by now.
3: Yeah. He's at least mid fifties because I know the last time he was in the Royal rumble, um, we do a pool every year and whoever got him automatically wins oldest. (laughs) And I think he was 53, um, that during that rumble, um, or 54, one or the other, but, um, yeah. And AJ's in his forties. So, um, (laughs) uh, one of my favorite things, I I don't know if you guys might get this and definitely anybody that watches sports out there was that, um, uh, you know, AJ's from Georgia and it was like, uh, so uh so once again, a team from Georgia had someone buried and couldn't finish. It.
4: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
3: the
4: Atlanta Marines, um, right? I got that one. <laughs> uh
0: so Mark, uh, you said you're playing video games. What game yeah. it, what game are you playing? Not to not to step on the toes of your other podcasts, but
3: No, 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 no. I've been I've been playing well outside of the ones for the streams that everybody knows out there with uh, Stardew Valley and I played the SNES jungle book game. Um you know you I, to anyway. I try to. That game, I am terrible at platform, And plus that game's a little unforgiving because it's a mid-90s platformer, so you got to be good at it to be good at it. Uh, you can't fake your way through it. Um, uh, I've been playing um, some... Uh, what did I load up today? Um, I, Uncharted 4 got downloaded for free, so played a little bit of that. Um, I've been getting Shrines and Breath of the Wild. I've um, been playing some sports games just to get my fill of sports, so NBA 2K20 and Madden 20 um going around like that and then just uh playing through as many retro games through the retro arch as possible um you know just kind of trying to fill my time so i don't go stir crazy Mm -hmm. um and just anticipating the game i'm getting on friday so um that'll give me something to at least have one thing to focus on the week so that's basically what i've been filling my time with um outside you guys normally gravitate towards movies i gravitate towards video games um but um, I'm glad to get the little breaks to watch these movies for this podcast. Uh, I have been thinking about checking out some movies, but then uh, you know I just decide to put on the PlayStation instead.
4: Okay, nice. What about you, uh, Ant? You watch uh, anything good?
0: So uh, I have been watching some movies. I've also been watching uh, as kind of a background show to have on. Um, Community just went on Netflix, so I've been kind of putting that on in the background as as I do other stuff. But I caught Good Boys yesterday. Well, while you were watching Dark Phoenix. <laughs> um, Thank you. You definitely did not pick the right movie. No, I've, I've heard good things about Good Boys. Um, what else have I been watching? I've been watching. I saw Onward because uh, that went on Disney Plus this past weekend. Watched Perks of Being a Wallflower again. Um, I've been doing Quarantine Days of Horror. Which has been making me watch a bunch of horror movies. I've been posting reviews on the site. You can check that out at maindaming.com. Uh, I showed the wife Birds of Prey. Um, did she like it? She liked it. I mean, she well, she likes
3: Suicide Squad,
0: so she liked Suicide Squad, so. She <laughs> liked Suicide Squad, so. <laughs> uh, then like yes, we watched yesterday a couple weeks ago, and I've just been you know kind of putting on some movies in the background is, that I've seen a bunch.
3: What was is yesterday? Is that the one where the guy about writes the Beatles? Yeah, the Beatles. Uh, is it about the Beatles or the guy that sings he, Beatles songs? He oh, wakes
0: well. up. He wakes up and the the Beatles never existed.
3: That one, yeah. Yeah. I heard the end of that movie is just laughably bad. Yeah, wow. I, I didn't, I didn't like mind it.
4: it. I didn't mind it. I was. I thought. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. There's one part that's kind of cringy uh, yeah. towards towards the end, and then how they ended. It's just kind of like, eh. It was no, uh, I mean, kind of a letdown.
0: I I watched that movie with no expectations. And it was just like, oh, it was fun. That was a cute movie. But the idea that that guy would grow up next to Lily James his entire life and never, like, fall madly in love with her,
4: even though she's falling in love with him, is laughable. (laughs) True. (laughs) Right. Especially when you're, like, she's with you all the time and she's your manager, quote unquote. She's not only his manager, she's, like, literally his biggest fan. Yeah. How do you not? how do you not see that dude yeah (laughs) that's that's so weird i a a buddy of mine watched it the other day and said well why couldn't they get a better looking guy to be the main character and i said well the whole point was it's this unassuming regular dude who you know is thrust into this weird situation and he has this smoking hot chick who's a 10 ready to you know you know, be with him. They frumped
0: her down a little bit, so she was like a nine point five. Nah, even <laughs> even with this man,
4: ten, solid ten.
0: Yeah, no. You can like, look past maybe maybe guess. an eleven, but she was a kindergarten teacher, so you know she's not making dick.
4: <laughs> That's true. And but then you know, it I I enjoyed I always enjoy hearing uh Beatles covers, and I did enjoy the music in the in yeah. that movie. But again, I, I thought when can – we, can we just do a quick spoiler for this movie? Sure. I don't think anyone's going to care. When he meets John Lennon, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of weird. I didn't really like that part.
3: Yeah. Somebody, a, yeah, somebody spoiled that in a review, and it was just like, I'm just going to tell you this because I think it's stupid. Like <laughs> Yeah. I mean,
4: cause, I mean, he's a very – especially in – I feel like we're getting off track here, but he's a uh, – in, in later years, or recent times, I should say, he's a very polarizing figure. Yeah. So, when, you know, years and years ago, he was thought to be, you know, this genius. Now, people are like, well, he was kind of an asshole. So, yeah. I don't think it was a good time in this generation to bring John Lennon back. Maybe older people were like, oh, that, you know, that's cool. This is what could have happened. But I didn't like it. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, it's a decent movie. Yeah. But you've no, been I've... watching quite a lot of films. Yeah, uh, I have been. Yeah, it's just usually trying to do about one a day. Um... So let me ask you, and then I feel like we could segue into this movie. Sure. Where would you rank this movie that we watched for, they called this a movie mm-hmm. with the movies that you have watched. Recently? Uh,
0: this week or since quarantine? Cause I have a uh, list on letterbox of
4: all the movies I've watched. Since quarantine. <laughs> I, I see you looking down. So yes. I'm, a, I'm assuming you're looking at your letterbox. Let's keep it simple. Let's keep it this week. This week. Uh, I liked good
0: boys a lot. Onward was cool. Um, but other than that, uh, it's up there. I mean, there's there's some real winners. Slumber Party Mass, Slumber Party Massacre Two, Nightmare at Noon, um, Rubber. Rubber. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> between Rubber, between Rubber and Vampires Kiss is Birds of Prey, Nightmare at Noon, Slumber Party Massacre Two, From a Whisper to a Scream, The Original Friday the Thirteenth, Perks of Being a Wallflower, and Onward. So.
4: I'll tell you right now, I think I liked Rubber better than Vampires Kiss. Interesting. I did not. (laughs) Neither of them are good, but Vampire's Kiss is just a, it's like a masterclass in insanity. Sure. Well,
0: before we even get too far, we should announce, yes, we are watching Vampire's Kiss, and it's a very special episode. Costs. We've done 77 episodes before this, and we have yet to cover a Nicolas Cage movie. So this is our first Nicolas Cage movie. The patron saint of this of this of this podcast, <laughs> the Man from Con Air himself. Um, we have never Nicholas Coppola. We've never covered a movie starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah, most, most film
3: most film podcasts can't hold off this long. Yep. That's
4: true. We've
3: covered... it, it feels
0: wrong that we haven't done it yet, but we've covered two john travolta movies covered two malibu movies
4: yeah well, well I, that I feel like, important. Cool. we've we've had a few re, uh, repeat offenders on this show yep yeah, quite a few the kate keith david's shown up once or twice did we do have we done van damme twice or just once just once just once uh time cop right yep yep okay i thought maybe we got him again we got Jesse uh, Ventura has been in a couple. We've done Schwarzenegger twice, I believe. Running
0: Man and is it just Running Man? I think it might just be Running Man. For Reynolds, for Reynolds we've done twice. I mean, yeah,
3: I mean, I mean, you were probably thinking of Hulk Hogan. As Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan,
0: we've done twice.
4: Yep.
3: <laughs> yep. Well,
4: we, Hulk Hogan, we did. All that. yes. <laughs> okay, we we did the <laughs> Santa with muscles. Santa with and muscles. And we did uh, uh no Hulk part. It. No, no yes. Yeah. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yep. so, yeah, I, we're... we've set the bar for insanity pretty high.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we watched Vampires Kiss, and this is pretty much the first time Nicolas Cage ever went nuts. But guys, where are you coming from with Vampires Kiss? I
4: didn't know this movie existed, <laughs> um, no. but I am glad now that it is on my radar because there was there's always so many memes of Nicolas Cage, and it's hard to pinpoint which one comes from where sometimes so there's this movie like anthony said prior this is one of the most memeable movies for nick cage ever and i mean that's that's a big you know that's something something to say right because you got face off you have con air you have the wicker man uh what what else is he in that you could really you can meme the shit out of this guy like Ghost ghostwriter yeah, yeah, it's it's nuts. And then there, you have the one scene in this movie, and we'll get to it, that I just I could never understand where it came from. But it's this is it's just a an entire movie of Nicolas Cage making batshit crazy faces.
3: Yep. Yeah. What about you, Dan? Uh, Mark. <laughs> I mean, Dan can go again if he wants. No. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: I think you've said quite enough.
3: Uh, yeah. So I absolutely knew this movie. Um, it was one of the I kind of regret now watching it because I, I saw it once years ago. So I kind of knew um, some of it going in, but hadn't seen it since then. Um, it was one; it was the final cut off because it was hard to find when I did um, my Nicolas Cage week for my old blog mm-hmm. um, because it, it wasn't on Netflix um, at the time, but it was one I wanted to do for that. Uh, so I'm glad we got, <laughs> we got to do it in some kind of podcast or written form. Um, this is like... Uh, if fan has mentioned that I forget if he said it here in the pre-show, but this was the first time he went full Cage, as it's called. You know, yeah. like there was no rope in in, in his performance, um, and it it was just as I was thinking about, because I laughed out loud a few times in this movie, um, and I don't know if I liked it because I loved Cage's performance and can forgive most of the movie, or um, if I, for some strange reason, actually liked the movie. Uh, but it's kind of hard to separate the two. So I don't know if I could ever come to an answer on that. And also I have, you know, I, I do enjoy some vampire fiction. So, um, those stupid little moments where that is actually in the movie, um, made me laugh too.
0: Okay. Is this better or worse than the
3: Twilight movie? This is better. Okay.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So I knew of this movie and I knew that's where the, the memes came from, but I've never seen it before. And this, if you've seen the memes, trust me, you still haven't seen the movie. And if you haven't seen the movie yet, still watch it. Because there's plenty here to watch and just take in for this performance alone. It's not a great movie. It's not a good movie. uh, But this performance is otherworldly. Whether good or bad, that is uh, up to interpretation. Uh, This is American Psycho before American Psycho was uh, a movie. I don't know if the book was already written, but uh, it is basically the same story, except for a vampire instead of a serial killer. Um, Yeah, he's nuts in this. Shame on the the uh, filmmakers for just unleashing an unhinged Nicolas Cage on unsuspecting New Yorkers, because there are (laughs) scenes at the end of this movie where they literally went out into the street and just shot people's reactions to Nicolas Cage acting a fool should be a crime now um,
4: is this movie coming off of like w- what was uh raising arizona or any of his right because so i feel like this is him coming off of some like big time hits and now he's kind of given carte blanche or maybe in his mind he's given himself carte blanche like uh, i can do whatever i want now give me a second uh so
0: Previous it's, to this movie, he's done, yeah. he's done Moonstruck, he's done Raising Arizona, he's Pen Peggy Sue Got Married, yeah. uh, he's done Valley Girl, and Fast Times Rouge on high, but obviously, this is right before Wild at Heart, um, <laughs> and a couple of years before Honeymoon in Vegas, so that's kind of where we are in that. This is before that Deadfall movie, where he has that weird nose.
4: Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember that. Oh yeah, you can look that up too. So uh, this is kind of like the turning point of Nicolas this, Cage. This is his. Right? This is right before his heyday. Really? Okay. Like, but he's he kind of finds his uh his gravitas here, right? Where I can go fucking crazy and yeah. people will respond to it. Yeah, I mean. He's very busy in this
0: in this in this era. It's like there's like seven or eight years where he's busy. And this is one of yeah. the
3: movies. Yeah, his his heyday technically begins in 94. You know, you go guarding Tess, it could happen to you, Trapped in Paradise, uh, Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Con Air, Face Off, City of Angels, Snake Eyes, 8mm. Look, um, in
0: terms of Nicolas Cage, he really doesn't have a misstep in this whole time. From no. between Raising Arizona, maybe even you want to say Peggy Sue got married, to man, there's just uh, the salad days, man. <laughs> well, we brought up how Captain when Corelli's you, Mandolin might have been, like, the the one. But then, oh, but he fought, he's he got Adaptation to Magistic Men after that.
4: And National Treasure. National Treasure, yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of where he... And Gone in 60 Seconds. That's a good movie. Uh, I think after National Treasure, he kind of... Yeah. He so he's got of Lord of War right the, after
0: National Treasure, which people seem to like. The Man, which is not as good as The Family Man, but mm-hmm. we have the World Trade Center... The Wicker Man, yeah. Ghost Rider, Grindhouse—he has a cameo. Next, National Treasure 2, Bangkok Dangerous, Knowing. Yeah, this is his. This is yeah. where he's fallen off. Right. So we could probably put it. Maybe let's start it with the
4: Weatherman. Maybe let's give him so, Lord of War. So you give him two solid decades of hits. Yeah. Yeah. Right. From like '88 to 2005, man. Yeah. I mean, so the, he's just. I'm not. I'm definitely not making fun of him, because he has always been an interesting actor, and he's been in a lot of good movies, and we talked about how, who had the better track record between himself and Travolta, mm-hmm. and he kind of blows oh, Travolta cake. out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. But I never looked, knew that.
0: He's never the honest. worst part of the movie he's in.
4: But his choices never make the character any better. You know what, think, what I'm saying?
0: I don't know. I, well, be... not
4: in this movie. In oh, this, I, absolutely. I, oh,
0: this I, is, before, before you got grit? on... Mark and I were having this conversation, and I was saying that if you have half of Cage, he's a subdued Cage, this movie has no reason to exist. I don't know about that. This, I don't this, know about that. No, he, absolutely. If he's not going at 11, this movie <laughs> would ne- would never have even gotten released in limited theaters. There's no point of this movie
4: if he's not so over the top. But it's an interesting idea for the movie. It's a really- man who I don't know. To me it is, sure. I mean, we have so many vampire movies where the person does become a vampire, but in this one he's just it's all in his, you know I don't know. It's, I don't I, I think it I think it's not interesting if they don't go full tilt. It's easy to say because we can always look back and say that whenever he goes full tilt it's fun. But in the in the time frame of this movie, if I'm watching this, I'm like, well, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like he's being a complete asshole for no reason (laughs) well that's the character the character
0: is an asshole his interpretation of an asshole is phenomenal (sighs) if a guy is just a dick then we wouldn't be having this podcast we wouldn't be talking about this movie on this podcast and then the
3: funny part is is i believe his accent is like supposed to be like taken from his father's accent which opens a whole other bunch of questions (laughs)
0: look we
4: we could have an entire podcast just about the accent choice (laughs) yeah yeah that's the, immediately the first thing that popped into my mind. Like, this is one of the worst... This I would rather listen to Jack Nicholson try to pretend to do a Boston accent over Nicolas Cage trying to do a Philadelphia accent. Well, That's how bad he was. I don't even know if he's trying to do a Philadelphia accent.
3: I think he's just trying to do a pompous, you know, mid-Atlantic, Northeastern accent.
0: Yeah. Well, he talks about how he's from Philadelphia. But he's not trying... But the character is putting on airs he's not trying like like this isn't Nicolas cage's interpretation of philadelphia accent because the guy came from philadelphia the guy wouldn't want you to know that he's from philadelphia the guy wants you to wants you to think that he is like this educated
4: uh upper west side guy yeah he's a yuppie yeah i prefer christian bale's take on the yuppie over this i don't know why
0: this is the world we live in where you can have both. Poor K Nolo's dose, sir. I can have both. Vampire's Kiss exists both. and American Psycho exists. You don't they have do. to choose. This no, isn't a Twitter do. this is not a Twitter meme where you can only choose three. Pick
4: your three psychos. You can only keep three. No, nope, uh, you can have them all. I I just I, I do think it's an interesting concept for the movie where uh this guy who's already unhinged in life starts to believe he's a vampire i think that's cool i think you don't need to go you do need to go over the top but okay. he goes like over the top finds a bigger mountain and goes over the top of that look here let me propose something to you sure
0: replace so don't take take mm, timing out of this let's just assume character uh, like actor in his prime replacing him with actor in his prime doesn't matter what year it was or whatever replace nicholas cage with greg kinnear okay <laughs> guy that is 50 percent all the time is this yeah, movie worth I mean, watching
4: well not w- that, that's such a that's a good uh that's a good actor to pick because he is always very bland um
0: he's white bread yes. you Place your thai food with white bread here are you well, are you have are you coming back for
4: seconds we can <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, exactly. You, you put That's Greg what you Kinnear get with Nicolas or... Cage. You put well, you can't compare Greg Kinnear and Nicolas Cage, man. You can't. Can. They're two adult males. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably in the same age bracket, sure. Um, yeah, I, but there's got to be a, a happy medium somewhere. Like, could you get like a Kurt Russell maybe? Because he can play kind of crazy, but at the same time he could be serious. Well, so I don't. We, so.
0: In the, um, I believe, in the trivia, the two people that they thought of for this was also considered was Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, can't Uh, do that. I
4: think the other one was um, John Travolta, actually. Well, I mean, there you go. You have the direct comparison again.
0: And I don't think this movie is... I don't think this movie's better without Nicolas Cage for either of those guys. I'm a vampire.
3: That was my attempt at an Arnold <laughs> like, accent. <laughs> I
0: would love to see
3: Arnold Schwarzenegger
0: do this movie. I wish we had I wish this was a universe where we
4: could have both films. I, uh,
3: I would just want Arnold just to do the scene where he's running through the town yelling, I'm a vampire. Yeah. Just in that accent.
4: <laughs> I, I wish I could do a better accent and, and do that. But I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think, I don't. yeah, you're, you're probably right in hindsight. If anyone other than Nicolas Cage does this movie, it, it doesn't leave an impact yeah. in terms of uh, pop culture, I would say. But how many people really remember this movie to begin with? I mean, it's a meme. There would be no memes
0: of Greg Kinnear doing this.
4: oh poor greg kinnear (laughs) he knows what he fucking did (laughs) well listen yeah i mean some people some people make their living going 180 miles an hour and some guys like to do you know 55 60 (laughs) and you stay to the right let people pass (laughs) you know they're, they're they're uh considerate drivers out there if there's any way Greg to consider a considerate Greg, driver <laughs> Greg Kinnear is totally
0: the guy that's got like a, a slightly newer vintage car that he only takes on on out Sundays. on Sundays <laughs> and drives <laughs> below the speed limit
4: right he thinks it's safer to drive yeah. 50 and a 65 yeah he's he's definitely one of those guys and but then again you have cage Who's fucking going in and out of traffic with no with no uh, blinkers? Yeah, he's the right. crotch rocket that's that's going in between. <laughs> that's riding the lines. Absolutely, yeah. He <laughs> he, he holds uh, laws hold no sway over Nicolas Cage. And look,
0: if I'm on the road with both of them, I'm calling Kinnear an asshole for driving too slow, and I'm calling Cage an asshole for driving like an asshole. <laughs> so
4: so I guess what we getting we're getting at here is that they're both assholes. Oh yeah, well everybody's an asshole. Okay. I have news for you. <laughs> Everybody in the world's an asshole. Gotcha. But they just there's varying degrees of asshole. Yes. We have we should have a podcast one day where Anthony breaks down the level. <laughs> each there's like seven layers of assholes, and yes. Anthony just kind of places certain actors into the seven layers. Each each episode is a new
0: actor, and we go through which which level they're on, where they <laughs> yeah,
4: where they would land. I like that. That that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And do you remember? Did you put this on the chell list? I I have to look that up. The chisel score. Chisel score. I'm sorry.
0: I have to look that up. This is gonna take me a minute. Um, what is the chisel score? So for anybody that does not follow the main dami, uh, the chisel score was the um, rating that I had for uh, Nicholas Cage is. Um, as, uh, Nicolas Cage's co-stars are too good looking for him was more or less what the idea was okay uh, so let me see
4: it's almost like a Seinfeld thing right Uh, maybe Um, hold on I'm trying to find it we
0: could just break a hold here and then just wait for me to find it uh, <laughs> okay here it is Um, it was so it's C-H-I-S-E-L-L uh, cage has an improbably sexy leading lady scale so we broke it down um using hotness rating movie quality age discrepancy average age plus or minus role rating cageyness based <laughs> on just how cagey he was the raw score score and the final chisel score yes jennifer beals was in this uh, i wonder I believe we have a score sheet on here where did she wind up she wound up Ooh, she went up pretty high she went up i fifth.
4: she should be high I yeah. think she's a very attractive yeah. lady. She wound up with a final chisel
0: score of 33. Just behind Jessica Biel, Angelina Jolie, Eva
4: Mendez, and Amber Heard. There you go. That's pretty representative, if I do say so myself. <laughs> 100, Especially from a movie like this. Yep. When she's only in it for a few minutes. Yeah, she needs an impasse.
0: And the age discrepancy, she was a year older than him. A lot of the girls ahead of him got higher scores because they were you know, much yeah. younger. Yep.
4: So. Yeah. That, you know, Listen. You got to get a cougar in there every now and then. Mm-hmm. Represent. There you go. Yeah, if He's I remember also much correctly,
3: younger. I think Meryl Streep's last on that list. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? <'cause she laughs> had a,
4: no offense
0: to her, but she had a negative fifteen age discrepancy, <laughs> and she was that's, the average that's... age of his co-stars was thirty-one, and he she had a negative twenty-one in that. So. I mean,
4: that's hard to come back from. You know, yep. you're you're really behind the ball there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So the, yeah, I was going to say the.
3: the it's no question this is uh like uh jennifer beals is the you know even though we went through and found that she didn't do much in the uh in the 80s in terms of uh top flight a-list films but she is someone when someone thinks of girls of the 80s you know she definitely becomes one of them and it's basically based off one movie so i'm not surprised at all that she's on that list yep. there and especially that high um because she actually looked really good in this movie
0: Yeah, she's gorgeous. Um, Vampire's Kiss from 1989. Directed by Robert Bierman, who hasn't really done much of what anybody would know. It was written by Joseph Minion, who wrote Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Um, I only mention that because it's, it's this could have been like a section of after hours uh starring nicholas cage maria conchita alonso second time we're covering a movie that she was in she was in the running man previous to this jennifer beals elizabeth ashley and casey lemons pretty small cast um really it's 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 cage (laughs) it's really cage and maria conchita alonso with some jennifer beals sprinkled in has an imdb score of 6.0 and a rotten tomato score of 61 percent a budget of two million dollars and went on to gross seven hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. so um i don't think they were looking to get their money back on this one seems like it's a tax uh tax write-off kind of movie um do you guys want to get into the plot at this point yeah yeah sure all right before we do mark uh jesus i'm switching your guys names today
4: dan do you have something uh to plug of course. Uh, I'm here to talk to you. Other than The Vampire's Kiss, I'm here to tell you about the Top Ten with Tia. She's a good friend of the podcast. She's associated with Geek Vibes Nation, and she has her own podcast. You could catch it every week. Uh, check out the Top Ten with Tia, a weekly podcast where Tia and her crew tackle a number of entertaining topics, like the Top Ten Movies of the Year or the Top Ten Worst On-Screen Couples. I think Nicolas Cage and uh, Jennifer Beals would probably be on the Top Ten Worst. <laughs> Uh, this podcast has it all, and uh, so don't miss out
0: on it. Okay, great. Yes, and we're going to take just a brief moment to hear a word from a couple of friends of the podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hot Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation.
1: Welcome travelers. Seems like you're looking for a story. Well I got one for you. It involves adventure, friendship. And all hey, sorts hey, uh,
0: of... Earl, why don't you tell them about that time I stole that big-ass
2: melon?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I was going for more... Or you edits. could tell them about the time I kicked her ass, Earl. I wouldn't ever tell them Do mm-hmm. I need That's to get up. my ref gear on? Okay, everyone, shut up. Now come with me as I tell you a story from afar.
0: Hey, everybody, my name's David. I'm the DM for From Afar Podcast. A from Afar Podcast is all about four friends separated by distance, brought together by adventure. Hope you all stop by and give us a listen. Thanks. Welcome back, and this is time to get into the plot of Vampire's Kiss. We open up in New York City, and on Peter Lowe, who is talking to his psychiatrist. And Peter Lowe has a very interesting accent. As I mentioned, we could spend an entire episode talking about the accent that Nicholas Cage has decided for this movie. But we're going to go past, and he's talking about some woman that he slept with and has no interest in her now that he's slept with her.
3: Um, is, is, it, is it just me, or... Did either of you who have also played the game, as soon as they did that establishing shot, went, oh, I remember that from Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> well, we have both myself and Dan have worked in New York City extensively. So it was probably like, oh, it's my hellscape commute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just a place I don't miss
4: going to every single day.
0: Yeah. Uh, so then he has the conversation with a psychiatrist and then he goes to a bar he's talking up with a girl they get out and go to his place and they go back to his place and they start to make out and undress and they start going to the bed where they make out and start rubbing up on each other pre-coitus when all of a sudden a bat comes flying through the window
4: perfect yes. puppetry on this and this bat by the way oh yeah, yeah. It's really very good. realistic bat <laughs> it, uh, it looked the... like it came straight out of uh bella lagosi's uh, dracula <laughs> The girl goes running out of the apartment, barely
0: covered, while he tries to get out and get the bat out of the apartment. And then they both run out of the apartment and hail a cab to God knows where. And then the next morning at work, Peter work, we find out that Peter works as a literary agent. And he has an assistant named Alva, played by Maria Conchita and Alonso, who he verbally abuses at every second every day. He tells her that he needs to find an old contract for a client that he can't seem to find. He's checked the the files, but she needs to, now it's her turn to check every single file and try and find this this contract. Then for some reason he looks out at out his window at a couple kissing in the park and then he leaves. He takes a cab <laughs> home, checks the apartment for the bat but can't seem to find it. And then he goes to his therapist, um, talks about the bat incident and she talks to him about it. And then he mentions that he got turned on from the bat and he thinks this is really weird as well. Do we? Um, Yeah.
4: Yeah. That's a red flag (laughs) for sure.
3: I I love the, uh, the step-by-step the, uh, the psychiatrist tries to go through. She's like, so you were with the woman and you were aroused by the woman. And then the back came, and you were still aroused. And he's like, No, I calmed down. Yeah. <laughs> then then I got aroused again. <laughs> I don't know what this means. <laughs>
0: um so they then at work he abuses Alva a little bit regarding the contract request again. And then he goes out at night. He goes to a club or a bar, um, where we see John Michael Higgins in a very small role talking to some guy about Roth IRAs, and the guy has no idea what he's talking about.
3: Um was the uh was the meme of the pointing with the cigarette in his mouth? Was that that scene with Alva?
0: Uh, I don't believe so. That's a little later. Later, later.
3: okay. It's okay.
0: a little later.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, this movie has a lot of scenes in his psychiatrist's office, and him just phys- verbally abusing and sometimes physically abusing
4: Alva. Um, you, know, I, I'm gonna should never. You should never abuse anyone. But Alva really like hot dogs it with this uh, with this contract. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it shouldn't take two weeks to find a contract come on
0: <laughs> well um, as he does he does say uh, it's, just a get 20, it done. it's a 25 year old contract so she has to sift through 25, um, 25 years of contracts in order to find it and it's been misfiled possibly it couldn't have possibly been from Peter though we'll get into that in a little bit I, I love that <laughs> but
4: by who? I can't possibly tell you why can't you? <laughs> <laughs> and you call yourself a psychiatrist it's, it's, it's so good <laughs> I I love because there are people nowadays that the the, the, I'm sorry, I keep stuttering. The conversation that Peter has with his um, psychiatrist over that is the makings of Twitter. That's (laughs) that's essentially what Twitter is right there. (laughs) Um,
0: So then he goes out at night. uh, Then he meets Rachel, played by Jennifer Beals, and they talk it up a little bit. And then he brings her back to his place. They're making out on his bed and then she bites him on the neck next morning peter cuts himself shaving and starts making breakfast
3: talking to someone we never see yeah yeah jennifer beals is probably the most obvious boob tape i've ever seen oh yeah that was so
0: upsetting (laughs) i'm gonna chalk that up to hd yeah um, that we could see it now um and it just it kind of points to also his first i guess or next hallucination of that happening is that it's the same scene. yes
4: (laughs) Yeah. yes <laughs> okay i i thought that's what it was because of, well, she's wearing the exact same undergarments yeah and i went to go just, to check
0: to see if he was wearing the same underwear but i didn't know uh...
4: yeah I, that i couldn't tell i, I think I it's like, literally the same I scene. looking at him that's yeah, what i would guess, I, th- yeah. I, th- I think so too and it's the same pose same tape and i was just like god damn it the one thing that i wanted to see in this movie they're not showing me um so
0: the next morning as i said he cuts himself shaving and starts making breakfast talking to someone who we've never seen and he goes to a museum a art museum with the girl from the bat incident jackie um he says he needs to go to the bathroom and then just leaves uh she calls him and tells him never to call her again um i just wanted to point out cassie lemons is the as the actress who plays jackie who actually wound up became becoming a pretty um Prolific director in her time, uh, not to her time. She, it's her time right now. Uh, she directed <laughs> last year. She directed Harriet, the Harriet Tubman document, uh, the uh, biopic, okay. as well as Eve's Bayou, which is a okay. yeah. 90s Samuel L. Jackson movie, and an episode of Luke Cage. So there you go.
4: It, well, there, now it's the it comes around right where Nicholas Cage changed his last name to match Luke Cage. Yep, and Cassie Lemons directed an episode yeah. of it. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And, and I like I love that. the I love the fact of how if you showed anybody that's like born 2000 forward this movie and you'd have probably explain the concept of a pay telephone.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> or, you know, why didn't you just text them?
0: I think they just removed the last pay phone in
4: New York City. All right. Pink. I
3: want I look
4: forward to trying to explain to our children anything about Nicolas Cage, really. <laughs> Yeah, because their yeah. first
3: experience would be G-force with him. He'll <laughs> he'll be kicking, I'm sure, when when one of us has a kid. I'm sure my kids will have to Con
0: Air. That's that's yeah. that's first I'm doing.
4: Well, yeah, I I I can't wait for the day where my kid comes home I'm like Dad, you know, I just saw this movie with this weird guy and I think his name's Nick Cage. I'm like, oh, we watch,
3: we watch vampires kiss and
4: come here my sweet summer child let me explain to you let me tell you all about the wonderful nicholas cage exactly
0: saint nicholas as we call him
4: <laughs> at that point i'm sure he will have it uh, obtained sainthood <laughs> his first miracle was stealing the declaration of
0: independence yeah <laughs> uh so he has another psychiatry session we talked more about the bat incident and he just shrugs it off said he was just horny and drunk the way like this is very, rare, you very rarely hear the words horny edit
4: <laughs>
3: i was but I he, was horny. You
4: know, horny he reiterates it he was like i was horny i was a little drunk i had a little bit to drink i was drunk I was but also horny. i was horny and i was also horny <laughs> like what the hell man just think of yeah. like i like this is a creepy scene how can i make it creepier i'll just keep saying horny <laughs> yeah right this is <laughs> he like he
0: says horny a lot in this scene and he drops the see you next he drops see you next say yes. like three or
4: four times like yeah. oh, you're going for it, man yeah well again like i said this is just a master class of batshit crazy <laughs> no true. pun intended with the bat stuff yeah. like, he's legit crazy yeah so next scene is at work and the client that is
0: looking for the contracts calls peter so peter calls alvin and to abuse her verbally and tells her to sit and listen to him have to do a song and dance for the client, which is one of my favorite scenes because yeah, a hundred percent reminds me of, a, of an old boss I've had. Um, We've all
4: had that, <laughs> that boss for sure. And this uh, is Mark, I'm assuming this is how yeah. Mark uh, reacts. Yeah. This is how he seen. talks yeah. to the, the
0: secretaries <laughs> in his office. So client says uh, the client calls and he's nothing but pleasant. Paul says there's absolutely no rush i understand that it's an old contract just take your time and it'll be
4: fine you know and talk and to you soon bud the the whole time uh cage is staring dagger at alva yep. it's so funny because this is what 100% what you would be doing like it, it processes in your mind that you're overreacting and you're being a prick but you can't <laughs> let that on to yeah. your underling <laughs> So you really have to amp it up now and he's just he looks like he's getting his ass chewed out uh uh is it I don't chewed I think so chewed, chewed. <laughs> his ass chewed out and it's very believable and like you can see the terror on Alva's face like oh my god when this when this phone call is over he's go, I'm just I'm done this is it mm-hmm. so
0: Peter of course lies says the client is absolutely pissed and this is where he does the little point uh, okay. gif uh, says, am I getting through to you, Alva?
4: <laughs> this again, we, we were talking about this prior to recording, but if Nicholas, if this movie had been made now, uh, Peter would have been fired so long ago. Immediately. Yep. Oh my God. Alva could have gone straight to HR for any number of these things. Like he's creating a, a very hostile work environment. Yep. he's followed me into the women's uh, restroom oh okay peter you're fired just yep. just like it wouldn't have even been like a, a second thought gone
0: oh, no can't be that hard to find a replacement literary agent right in new I didn't york know city he
4: was yeah. a, liter- a literary agent i thought he was just like a uh i thought he was an accountant No, oh, he's a literary agent
0: so after this he excuses alvin and then he takes the rest of the day off and then he goes to a diner and then he freaks out and leaves for no reason, because of he hasn't been waited on in like uh, he says fifteen minutes. Then he we has a react as, as he leaves. He has a reaction to his bite as he goes to leave, and he runs home. At the apartment, a mime couple is performing on the sidewalk for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> then well, did he we, see they, did you we see, see them again. We see him. Twice? We see them twice. Okay. Because he cut. Co- he goes in and then he comes back out. Right. Um. Then he calls his psychiatrist. Who wasn't there, and then he calls Jackie. He apologizes to Jackie. And he gets her to agree to meet him at the club at nine. So she's, she says yes. And he's getting ready to go see Jackie. And he hear, hear something. So he goes to investigate. And then Rachel appears and puts him into some sort of trance. Brings him back to bed and bites him again. this is kind of where they recycled the same sh- shot. And then Jackie assumes she's gotten stood up and angrily leaves the bar. Next day at work, he starts screaming for Alva. And she's not answering him. She's putting her head down, trying to pretend that she doesn't hear him. So he comes out of his office, <laughs> jumps on a desk, says, "There you, there you are. are," and chases her into the ladies' room.
3: I was I was in tears at that moment when he jumps on the table. <laughs> um, there you are.
4: That's just that's just standard Nick Cage, man.
0: It's Cage doing Cage doing Cagey things. Um, she threatens to use her gun if he ever touches her again, or. He never touched her at this point, but he, she says she's going to use it, her gun if he touches her. And she's going to tell his boss. So he tells the she tells the boss, and the partners just have a good old laugh about the whole situation.
3: In that bathroom scene, did either of you guys notice the woman that broke the fourth wall going by? She, like, no, stares I, dead into the camera?
4: No, I didn't see that. But I did notice that there was an older woman there, and yeah. I figured she was, As like, she a li- higher up.
3: Yeah, as she leaves, she sort of just stares right into the camera.
4: <laughs> I missed that. I didn't <laughs>
0: notice that.
4: Uh, the partners
0: have a good old laugh about this whole situation.
4: Well, what were they talking about? It was basically like they wanted, uh, she wanted...
3: A raise. A raise.
4: A raise. That's a a what for a raise after that whole situation. And they just laughed it off.
3: Like, was anything written about me in the bathroom? No. Oh,
0: yeah. It was the good old boys club. <laughs> that I was, I was... It,
3: it was locker room talk.
4: Yeah. That's the, that's the, the phrase that I was thinking of just
0: the boys club for sure. Yeah. Uh, he does not get any sort of disciplinary action levied against him after this whole freak out. Um, so he goes, he goes home and finds a note written on a napkin from Jackie telling him to stay out of her life. And then he has an absolute meltdown, throwing things all across his apartment and just being cage. He's a pretty
3: good guy with kind of f- kicking a lamp. <laughs> How many
4: breakdowns does he have in this movie? I feel like it's like he every. Definitely scene. keep a counter, right? I think he said. I think I have absolute
0: meltdown written in my notes like six or seven times. <laughs> yeah,
4: uh, I I couldn't keep count after a while. It was just yeah, he has a few at the office. He has a bunch at the apartment. Uh, he has a couple on the street. And he just it, it, he's a, a mess. Like, <laughs> this would be now if this movie. Trying to like write think pieces about how this was a deeper movie about like the healthcare system in America and like how he needed help. Like no, he's just a fucking weirdo. Are you saying this is Joker? Exactly. Yes. This is <laughs> this was Joker before Joker ever jokered. <laughs>
0: uh yeah uh so uh let's see so meanwhile alva takes the subway she's still visibly sh- shaken from the whole chase incident she gives some change to a singer on the subway but she keeps her bag close to her kind of signifying to us the audience that she definitely has a gun in there um and meanwhile peter is having visions of rachel as next their uh psychiatry session he talks about how he got mad at work and he can't understand how they can't find the contract. And the psychiatrist talks about it perhaps <laughs> being misfiled. This is where we get just incredible moments, like one after the other. First, yeah, yeah.
3: everything get, is alphabetical.
0: <laughs> we get the A through Z um, monologue where he just just says recites the entire alphabet. And you'd think he'd stop, but nope, he goes A through Z. I kind of rem- it kind of reminded me of when. Um, Stacy Keach just names all the five Burroughs and Gotti. It's like, oh, he's not gonna name all the five of them. He's not gonna waste all this time in this movie. I'm like, oh no, he does. I'm like, yeah. no, Nick Clay is really gonna read the entire alphabet right now. And
3: I I think it might have been in the script that he gets interrupted because there's a couple times where I feel like the psychiatrist is trying to say a line and <laughs> Cage just continues the alphabet. All
0: right, just says it louder. <laughs> yeah. Um and then immediately after he does the alphabet, he says, "I've never misfiled anything, not once, not one time." And his mannerisms in, during that line reading is just chef's kiss, really. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we haven't really pointed out his hair game in this movie because his hair ranges from like perfect to like fucking crazy look yeah and At it's end it becomes such more a, pronounced too yeah it's such a good hair hairdo mm-hmm. and it's like perfectly act with his um with his mood throughout the movie yep. and like there, there's the one scene in the office it comes out and like there's a big chunk of the hair kind of like covering his eye and he looks like he's been on like a, a three-week bender it's mm-hmm. it's a good good yeah. hair hair job
0: it's a pretty good moment. Like, so oh, when he goes completely off, off the deep end, when he's having the hallucinations of being in the um, psychiatrist's office, mm-hmm. it's his hair is nuts in real life, but in his vision, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And, and that, it's, it's that's bouncing in
0: between. And it's like, holy shit, the disconnect between what he thinks is happening versus what is happening is just completely not even the same, like, universe. Yeah
4: it's it's very good I, I like how they use that as almost like a barometer yeah. of yeah. what is going on in his psyche <laughs> because his hair's perfect he's you know he's kind of in control and then he, he gets slowly and uh, like crazier and crazier the hair just starts to act on its own man it's got a fucking mind of its own in this movie yeah. and then that's
0: followed up um by the psychiatrist trying to calm him down and you know she's he asks who could have possibly misfiled and she says she doesn't know and then he just ends the scene basically with and you call yourself a psychiatrist
4: (laughs) again that's that was the basis of twitter right like something comes up and like oh well i know this well how could you possibly know this well I, i just know this no you don't and it's just this back and forth where everyone thinks they know something when they have no fucking clue and someone tells them they have no clue. And it just goes back and forth into the void. This this whole scene is him just screaming into the void. <laughs>
0: uh, so the next scene, he's at his office and he's wearing sunglasses inside because it's so bright. <laughs> at the end of the day, he calls Alvin to his office and says he's apologized and blames his behavior on mescaline. And he seems all nice and, you know, sweet. But then he asks her why she's leaving at five if she hasn't found the contract <laughs> yet. And then he goes into the memed uh, staring face and he tells her how she's the lowest on the totem pole. And it's a terrible job, but she has to do it. And there's no one else going to help her because she is the lowest of the low.
3: Even if someone had been here one day longer than you, I would still ask you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's and sadly, there there are definitely bosses out there 100% who act like that. Mm-hmm. Right. If you ask, for, like, oh, I need help on this. Well, like, no. Well, too fucking bad. I don't like you sort of thing. You know? Yeah, it's it's very it's very sad that at the same time, if that were to happen to me and my boss kept making that face, <laughs> either like three things are either are going to happen. I'm going to laugh in his face. I'm going to punch him in the face. Or I'm going to leave. I'm just I'm going to quit right then and there. Right. If someone's telling me that I'm basically a piece of shit, you gotta go, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is '88. I'm sure you could find another secretary job, yeah. right, for a much better employer. Yeah.
3: I think that's uh, what she even says to her mother.
4: Yep. Her mom is no fucking help. Right. It's it's almost like you're supposed to work for a shithead. Like yeah. it makes you better. Yeah. No, you don't do that, man. No, no need.
0: So she's stuck at the office, and on his way home with groceries, Peter sees a church, and then he has a mini freak out um (laughs) then he goes to bed and that's where rachel has him in bed and she's demanding that he tells her how much he loves her so i guess they either have sex or she just feeds on him but after peter watches nosferatu and he gets some tips how to walk (laughs) (laughs) um the next morning peter getting ready he's getting ready in his apartment and eats a cockroach and yes Nicolas cage actually at least tried Mm. to eat the cockroach yeah, it took that, three, three takes, but in the scene uh, that takes place in the movie, he immediately goes off camera. I don't know how long he got kept that cockroach in his mouth, but I assume that that had something to do with it, why he exited stage left immediately. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah it, it was,
4: I brought this up yesterday. Oh, go ahead, Mark.
3: I, I was I was going to say I he, I think he says in the interview where he reveals that that every muscle in his body or something was telling him not to do it. But he yeah. had to do it for the scene or i'm paraphrasing a little bit but you know yeah. sort of that and that's why he did it you know being such a strict method actor <laughs> right yeah
4: i was i was telling you guys yesterday that uh we have a weird history of watching movies with a lot of uh animal abuse in them yeah i mean you're not wrong <laughs> i think you do it on purpose and that's true think you like I to you, you like to really stick it to me i'll show yeah. that fucker yeah
3: well, he's, he's he... figuring it out we gotta we gotta <laughs> switch to showing people eating bacon cheeseburgers and
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he just loves cockroaches so much
4: <laughs> you like that dan you Like that?
0: <laughs> um so he goes to work again with sunglasses on and then uh, he finds out that alva has called out sick and we cut to Alva's house, so she's talking to her mother and talking about how terrible her boss is. She said she can't go back there. Her, she gets absolutely no support from her mom. Her mom just basically tells her, stop being a baby, get dressed, get into the city, or else we're we're kicking you out, basically. Um, Peter finds out where Alva lives and takes a cab all the way to Brooklyn. And he peeks in through the window and catches her doing, ironing with no shirt on and then she she tells him that she's been at the she was at the office until 1am and couldn't find the contract he says it's fine i can wait i apologize you know i brought you soup and she's like ah i really wasn't sick i just was didn't was afraid of you reacting poorly to me not finding the contract he's like it's fine i have a cab here let's just go back to the office it can wait so in the cab Peter's attitude completely changes. (laughs) It's a good freak out. (laughs) And he says that they're going to find the fucking contract because it has to be fucking somewhere. Um, And he starts going a little batty. So Alva says, hey, my I need to talk to my brother real quick. He works at this this gas station. Do you think you could stop and let me out? talk to him like yeah so we go so they pull over and she goes in there and she talks to her brother and then she asks for bullets for her gun uh because i guess like, she knows he has some but he says all we have here are blanks uh, we keep them here just to scare off anyone that's going to try and rob us and she's like fine i'll take them so back at work peter threatens alpha again saying that he shelled out 50 dollars in cab fare to get her back to the office so she better make it worth his time um, my favorite lines
4: the, the way he he delivers it it's pure disdain i just sell that 50 bucks on this you better find that file like, like oh, oh sh- he's for real
3: in a slightly creep sexual predator way that's the same as saying i spent all this money on dinner you better put out
4: that's true
3: it's the that's same, same very true
0: maybe if yeah. she fucked them none of this would have <laughs>
4: I just, I just, I just shelled out uh, for the surf and turf. I better be getting something here. Yeah, so, maybe everybody
0: else would have been. Maybe everyone would have been better off if Valve just blew them.
4: I don't think so, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't nope. think so. I, I
4: just unhinged to the nth degree. I mean, <laughs> I don't no blame surf. her
0: for not. But I'm. just saying.
4: No, I, listen. I would. I'm not one to shy away from <laughs> gratuitousness, <laughs> but. Uh, there's no helping Senor Cage here, man. He was gone from I think he's been in trouble for a long, long, long time in this movie. so nothing nothing other than him believing he was a vampire was gonna help him in this movie.
0: Um, he goes back to hes he goes to the bathroom and has another freak out asking himself, where am I? But his boss, who's in the stall, answers him and tells him to shut up because he's trying to take a crap.
3: (laughs) Stop your acting lessons.
0: Uh, So Peter runs back to his office, tells the secretary to screen all his calls. He closes the blinds and huddles in the corner. Uh, Alva and Peter work late. Rachel gets in through the window and feeds on Peter. And then Peter starts hallucinating, starts seeing the cab driver and his wife in his office. Uh, And then Alva finds the contract. So she goes, goes to Peter's office, shows him the contract, but he says it's too late. And he repeats that and then chases her around the office again. (laughs) They wind up all the way in the basement, chases her into the basement. She pulls the gun on him and he tells her to shoot him. And so she shoots a couple of times in the ground and he's like at me, Alva
4: in the the face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So he slaps her and she kind of passes out from fear. And then he starts to kiss her and then he sees Rachel in her place Then he tries to kill himself with the gun, but nothing happens because they're blanks. Then he tries to wake up Alva to tell her he's a vampire, and she doesn't wake up. And then he takes the crucifix off her neck. This is a moment where I believe what we're supposed to insinuate is that he rapes her here, based on uh, following scenes.
4: Uh, Uh, But it's really not explicitly said. Right, yeah. yeah, they they never tell you 100%. But yeah, or it, in
3: or in the best case scenario is that his mental state made him think that he did.
0: Right. Uh, know,
3: but still, starts, it's terrible.
0: Right, right, right. Uh, so after this, he then starts running down the street screaming that he's a vampire. Um, <laughs> my favorite
3: scene in the movie. <laughs> I'm uh,
0: a vampire.
2: I'm a vampire.
0: <laughs> just another uh, day in New York. Am I right, guys? Yep. Come on. Only in New York. Uh, next morning he turned he's turned his entire apartment upside down and is now sleeping under an upturned uh, couch <laughs> as his coffin rachel is there and she says he's like her now and then alva's family at her house is having breakfast without her her mom says that she got home late and went right to br- her room her brother is concerned so she go he goes to check on her she doesn't answer him while he uh, knocks on the door um, then peter goes to a curiosity shop and buys a peca- a fake pair of halloween vampire fangs and then crawls through a park
3: that's that's
4: uh i like how he he had to settle for the three dollar pair like the halloween costume Like, okay i'll take these yeah
3: and and the i like the subtleness of uh you know him ripping the bag apart to
0: get to the teeth you mean quote unquote subtle right
3: yeah yeah meaning like (laughs) it's supposed to be like subtle in the way that the uh I guess the director in his, you know, brain was trying to go. Well, this is an allegory for. This is like a drug to him having these teeth. So he would just tear the right. bag apart to get to those teeth. Um,
0: he finds a payphone and he calls a psychiatrist to make an earlier appointment. The teeth. Then grab, yep. Then grabs a pigeon and runs off with it. He <laughs> brings the pigeon back to his apartment and eats it. Then goes to sleep and sleeps until the next night. He leaves his apartment and heads to a nightclub, walking around like Nosferatu. Goes through the crowd, checking out all the women's necks. And finds a woman sitting by herself snorting some coke. Goes over and joins her. He starts talking to her. Sticks his hand down the front of her dress. She slaps him and then he bites her on the neck until she dies. Then Rachel shows up and tell him tells him he's displaying antisocial behavior. Calls him pathetic and he says he says he loves her. Then she leaves. Tells him that he's a loser and she leaves with some other guy. So then he then finds her again in the club and she doesn't seem to remember him, uh, barely kind of, but she seems to only place him at the at the bar that they met the first time. And she, he tries to expose her as a vampire, but her teeth are normal. And he gets uh, kicked out of the club and then runs into the night. And
3: he... they, they do the one cutback that sort of leaves it a little ambiguous with her and the guy staring off at him. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like, was she really a vampire? Right. You know,
0: he starts to mumble himself as he walks the streets and the sun rises and he freaks out again, reacts <laughs> as if he's dying, runs like a maniac around the city and alva and uh, go approaches her brother we assume that he she told tells him what happens like i said never explicitly says he raped her but it's insinuated that he does so her brother and her head towards uh, peter's apartment they find him in the phone book and that's where they're headed um peter finds some random wood hanging out on the street and he picks out his best stake and then accosts costs passers-by to to try and kill forcing them to kill him again these people do not really know there's a camera there. This is Nicolas Cage running amok in 1980s New York. It's a good thing he didn't get stabbed.
3: Um, yeah, they shot it with, the, like I said earlier, a long lens camera.
0: Yeah. So um, So he goes to the church and it costs some parishioners. And then eventually he just moans while walking around in the street. Um, and then Alvin, her brother, arrive at Peter's apartment and wait and peter's just in the middle uh walking walks right into a brick wall and then hallucinates being at his psychiatrist's office says he needs a change of life and that he needs real love in his life he then imagines that his psychiatrist sets him up with another patient of hers sharon and sharon says i like poetry horseback riding vivaldi and long weekends in the country and peter says those are the exact things Next. that <laughs> i love oh. <laughs> 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 i think food. my
3: favorite part of this scene is that he's doing this all put together guy, explaining himself, but he's still standing there holding the piece of wood yep. the entire yeah. time. Right, right.
0: I just, I just love that yeah, line. Yeah, that's that the one line. thing
3: that
4: never disappears.
0: I just love that line. That's the exact things that I love. Like, I can't see this dude horseback riding.
4: <laughs> but I think the best part of this scene is when he he casually brings up how he uh, he beat his secretary, and murdered someone, and the and the and the psychiatrist is like, oh, these things happen, Peter.
3: Go <laughs> you live have your a deal life. deal with the cops. Yeah, yeah.
4: don't worry about he did, it. He doesn't say he beat
0: his sister. He says he rapes her. Um, oh, he raped but, her and murdered another girl at a club, so and she's just again. It he he may have Im- imagined him doing it. All this okay. is in his head. 90% of this movie is in his head. So what is real and what is not? But it seems to, based on Alva's scene with her brother, it's probably not far from the truth.
4: Right. Uh, I think he probably did it. Yeah.
0: Um, so then he says he's going to take Sharon out for some Japanese food. Um, and he starts walking with, quote unquote, Sharon. And he mentions that he's a native Philadelphian. So this entire movie makes complete sense at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. It's gets about one block into walking with Sharon before he starts to get into a fight with her. Again, this woman is fictional. <laughs> even in his fantasy of the love of his life, he can't not call her a see next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you always bring up, why you
4: got to be a vampire? Why can't you be a regular person? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, these are just, there's so much baggage here.
0: <laughs> so he, has a, he goes up into well, his apartment. Nicholas Cage has a lot of layers. Yes. It's like an onion
4: uh, and having a full on <laughs> fight with
0: her in his apartment. And uh, Alva points out. And when he walks up to the steps, he points him out to his brother, her brother. So her brother kind of walks in, breaks into the apartment building and then to Peter's apartment. Uh, Peter goes to sleep in his coffin and then Alva's brother pushes the couch off of him. And Peter picks up the stake and positions it at, at his chest and tells uh, Alva's brother to do it. And he does it. He pushes that stake right through his chest, which I don't know if that would really happen with that. Uh, it seemed a little, not sharp enough.
3: Yeah.
4: It was kind of blunt. But for I all intents and purposes.
3: It, could, it would be a lot, it would take a lot longer than it showed in the movie. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when he pushes it, it's like instantaneous. It yeah. probably would have. Yeah. It probably would have been taken a little some
0: more work.
3: grotesque. It's not yeah. getting
0: through his rib cage. I don't know. Yeah, his his chest plate is not is not getting pierced. Yeah,
3: he would ha- he would have to have pushed it down until he broke his ribcage. Yeah,
0: he would have <laughs> dropped the, it probably had to drop the couch on him.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then Peter dies, I suppose, and then he has one last vision of uh, Rachel, and and that's the end of the movie. That is Vampire's Kiss, yeah, one of the she craziest says, fucking me movies we
4: have ever done. Yeah, this movie is like you said, it's an eleven. Awesome. man. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's awesome it's it's unique it's very unique um is it the worst movie movie we've watched no is it the craziest possibly i don't know we've watched some pretty crazy movies now that i uh, you know i don't want to say for sure but holy shit man this movie it's
3: it it
4: doesn't hold back
0: (laughs) that's a good way to put
4: it does not hold back yeah this
3: is the first full cage movie that i can think of
4: i can't wait for more yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll. I mean, plenty of material to work with,
3: especially yeah, now. Yeah, all those movies that we mentioned in his heyday are all worthy of. They call this a movie. Oh, absolutely.
0: Point. If we if we want to be nice to ourselves, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to do the Con Air episode. That's gonna be a yeah, two I'll hour that. epic. That's a good movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, we'll do a a comment, let's movie. do a commentary on that. I'm put, always put up the, to watch Con Air.
3: Put the bunny back in the box. <laughs>
0: Uh, is there anything
4: you guys would do to make
0: this movie better? Uh,
3: I don't know,
4: man. I mean, again, you, what do you take out to really make it work? You don't take Nicolas Cage right. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think you really. What could you change? What could you possibly change? Uh-huh. I, I maybe, maybe get rid of the Philadelphia accent or the. <laughs> That's pretty. I think that was the hardest thing to get through in this movie when he's talking in that, uh, when he's doing that, uh, accent. But,
3: uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I think his attempt was to do, you know, mid Atlantic accent, like a yuppie 1980s, you know, better mm-hmm. than he actually is. I don't know, you know man. Putting on airs.
4: Some, some of the times when he says home, it sounds very,
3: <laughs> uh, very,
4: very Pennsylvania-ish. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to go home, Alba or Elba, whatever the heck her name is. Yeah, he. I think it's a little too on the nose with the uh, with the uh, geography for that accent. I think it's. I mean, I, well, Mid Atlantic does include Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania so i think he he, i mean he (laughs) drops the line how he's from philadelphia and i've lived in new york for however long when he's when he's talking to uh the what was it Rebecca? sharon Sharon. i was fake non-existent sharon Sharon. right he's he's talking to her about how he used to live in philadelphia right Yep. it's uh yeah it's i mean sometimes it's it's decent, but it's it's pretty shitty. It's a pretty shitty accent. Oh yeah. That would be funny. I, mean, I would just get rid
3: of the accent. <laughs> what about you, Mark? Um I don't know. There's there's not much to you can't do anything, remove any cage stuff or do anything because the whole movie is about this man's breakdown or his turn into a vampire, whichever way you want to see it. So that's what's gotta all say or it's a whole different movie. I would personally um probably maybe put a little more Jennifer Beals in it. You know, just a little bit more of the Rachel character and maybe um, be a little more ambiguous if she's a vampire or not. You know, Make it more
0: ambiguous? Do you think it's not ambiguous?
3: No, no. I I mean, sort of, the only times we see her up until the end is she's just full vampire. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe... Maybe have him every so often see her in the city and not get to her. Okay. You know, well, you, here's a question
0: for you, Mark. Do you think okay. that she is an actual vampire in this movie, or do you I think he's hallucinating? So. Or do you I think, think
3: he he's hallucinating. Yeah, uh, I
4: yeah. don't think I don't think she's an actual vampire. But what I meant at was all.
3: like one time like he sees her getting on a bus or gotcha. getting okay. on a train, like sees her in town.
4: Right. And, okay.
3: You know, well, but always at just... night, you know, or something like that, or getting in a cab, or you know.
4: What if, Mark, you did it where sometimes he does display uh, attributes of a vampire? Like when he's in the bathroom, he really can't see himself. Like like, from our perspective, we can see him. But then when he looks in the mirror, he's not seeing himself. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's full on delusion in his mind. But we know like, well, well, we can see him. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if leaning more into like showing it that way would work. I think I think what he does in uh you know, his his imaginary thinking that the sun is hurting him. Um, like that one time when he goes and tries to grab the phone and acts like the sun burns him. Um right. you know, that that plays that a lot more. Um, then yeah you could do you do a lot more if you give it 10 more minutes in this movie and and spend that entire 10 minutes just working on the vampire plot of the movie Um, you could have different ways of doing it Um, I just think the to be honest you could replace at least one of those scenes with the girl the Jackie girl and replace it with a Rachel scene like something you know Mm -hmm. And yeah, a she really doesn't serve much it. of a purpose. Yeah, well, I I assume her purpose is that when she breaks up with him, that's when he loses his mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the purpose, but it it doesn't it doesn't earn that because the only times we've seen him is he has is you know in the throes of passion with her, and then a bat comes in, and then the next thing we see him ghosting her at an art show. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's no it doesn't earn the fact that he would be that broken up to have a mental breakdown about it. We would need to see something, maybe Rachel did outside of the vampire bite. You know, did she ignore him at some point, or you know, Sure. you know, something. Gotcha. But that would be a better written movie, mm-hmm. and that's not what this is. This is just a full on cage performance. Yeah, I,
0: you? I, don't, I don't know if I would change much. I think, I think there needs to be a little more variety in kind of the, in the scenes. Uh, I think there's, it gets a little repetitive. It goes psychiatrist's office his apartment office like uh, home office psychiatrist's office home office psychiatrist it it kind of like it's this this, the scene structure is a little a little monotonous i wouldn't have minded kind of breaking that up a little bit maybe another location gasp Uh, (laughs) um i know that sounds expensive um but i there's really not much else i would i would change i mean you could probably add a little more jennifer beals but i'd I mean, because she is probably the biggest star in this besides Nicolas Cage, uh, no doubt. Um, but yeah, no, I'd I'd keep most of it. It's not a great movie, but it's it's the movie that it is, and I don't really think they fail in making the movie that that they set out to make. So I'm here for that. Nicolas Cage is amazing in this, as awful as he is, he's also amazing at the same time, and that's the beauty of Nick Cage. That's really that's really what you can sum up why. Nicolas Cage is awesome because he is both awful and awesome at the same time. Um, yeah.
3: yeah, he's 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 one of the few actors that actually goes almost the full spectrum of acting range. Like he could do award winning a performance in Leaving Las Vegas, or he could be like really terrible in Deadfall. Mm-hmm. You know, with the fake nose. Like sure. he runs he runs that that gamut better than anyone. I mean, I, probably the closest is maybe Travolta, but you know.
0: There's, there's no but, equal.
3: He's no equal, but it's like I can't think of another actor that even has that like award-winning performance, but also some of the worst acting I've ever seen in movies.
4: Well, yeah. I feel like Cuba Gooding Jr. could be up there. He's been in some really good movies, and then he's just done some like awful, awful movies. There's a bunch of yeah. of actors out there who have been like they their career is, starts off you know gangbusters, and then all of a sudden they take one wrong turn and bam done yeah
3: but that's yeah. the difference with cage well he it's leans anytime into it. yeah anytime he does a wrong turn it doesn't end his career
4: right i think he's kind of done that whole uh what Tyrion told Jon snow where like you wear it as as armor and no one can hurt you <laughs> right so he basically he accepts that he's this like real campy over the top actor so when you get a shitty movie from him well, like oh well what do you expect it's nicholas cage and sure. a lot of the times nicholas cage is the best part of that terrible movie oh 100 yeah uh i guess i'm gonna wrap it up you guys want to plug your shit sure uh at the aquino 122 on the twitter machine hit me up uh you could also follow our Re- real play D&D podcast at stranger damies on twitter uh and also on instagram Same thing at Stranger Damies. Uh, That's, you know, that's it. Nice and uh, short.
3: Yeah, so uh, uh, Stranger Damies, as mentioned, airs every Wednesday. So the episode that aired the day that was posted the day before this um, is the last in our downtime session. Um, So be sure to check that out. You know, the story kicks off into the next arc um, after that. But we do set up a lot in this episode. So if you haven't listened already, go listen. It's on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you get podcasts, um, and then also, you know, we have the Game Ball Pod uh, that uh, airs every other Monday. Um, we had, a, we'll have an episode this coming Monday, I believe, um, coming up. Um, yeah, with the quarantine, I've lost track of days and weeks. So, um, yeah, coming up this Monday, um, and you know, we do the streams. Uh, every we do one every other Monday. We do one on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday. Uh, be sure to just go to uh, Gameball Pod on Twitter um, and follow us there. And the schedule will always be posted, and we'll always tell you if there's any surprise sessions coming. So um, yeah, be sure to check us out. We got the Instagram um, for uh, uh, Stranger Damies as well, and uh, we got the one I guess. Technically the main damey's Instagram is the one for this podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh
0: yeah, so this is the main damie. Uh they call us a movie. Uh you can find us at theycallismovie.podbean.com and on all social media platforms we are the main damie. It's the, at the main damey. Uh it's the main is the main website. Uh you can find They Called This Movie on all podcast streaming apps by just searching They Called This Movie. We should pop right up. Uh, you could also find us on Geek Vibes Nation. Their main website is gvnation.com, and on all social media platforms and all podcasting platforms at Geek Vibes Nation. Uh, they got some great shows. Dan had mentioned the uh, top 10 with Tia, but they've got so many other great shows as well. Um we pop up there. There's a bunch of other great shows that Dan has popped up on, as well as Mark has. I actually haven't yet, but yeah, maybe someday. You gotta get on, get on, that, dude. <laughs> I just don't have the time. Yeah. Who has the time these <laughs> days? Um, yeah, no, I mean it's you know, that'd be great if you can just kind of follow them, follow us, give us a review on iTunes. That would help us immensely. And again, that's a, they called us a movie um yeah and if you want to shoot us an email and you want to tell us what movie we should watch next you can either hit us up on twitter we're very active there or you can just send us an email at the ma- the at gmail.com um i'm at aunt Delvec on twitter you can find me there and that's that's gonna wrap it up uh the director of vampire's kiss is robert bierman so for dan aquino and mark myers this is anthony Delvecchio telling robert bierman to go fuck himself